Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. Once again, my name is Oscar, joined with Zeke sitting beside me. It's your boy. Welcome back. Your boy, Zeke. How are you going, mate? What's, yeah, what mate. is the go? What's the goss? Mate, lots is going on. It's a brilliant month. It's November, where a few things happen. You've got Remembrance Day, a couple of days, actually. So very exciting. God bless. You've also got the one and only Movember, mate, where we raise awareness for men's health issues, such as prostate and testicular cancer and men's mental health. So all you boys out there, get the mows going, grow them out, get into it. I want to see some dirty mows. But you can also, instead of growing a mow, if you can't grow a moustache, there are the options this year where you can actually move for Movember, they call it. So that's run or walk 60Ks over the month. Men and women can do this together. or as a And boys and girls. And boys and girls. But look, Zeke, you've got a bit of a mo going on. Same Mate, you do as well. Very but good. Good charity. Get onto it yeah. if you haven't already. Never too late. It's only the 10th day into November. So get into it. Mate, while we're on the note, statistic to throw out there as to why it is such an important cause uh, particularly on the mental health. The suicide rate in males is actually drastically higher than females, which a lot of people aren't aware of. In 2015, actually, almost two-thirds of suicides worldwide are actually by men, which represent about 1% of deaths worldwide per year. So, yeah, obviously, Movember, to try and to build some awareness that it's okay to not be okay is always a great thing. Um, and it's great just to, to see your, your boys out there with dirty mows and um, indeed, getting yeah, into it. Race, There's race. nothing better than seeing a cheeky mow. To um, raise some money, even if you can't grow a mow, get a taxi, just get it going. Yeah. Even the government buses and garbage trucks and stuff, they've got the mow painted on the front. So get into it. Mate, apart from November, what's going on? Mate, today we're talking about a rainy day fund. Currently, it's raining in Sydney, so no better time to actually talk about it's true. it. true. She's nice and wet out there. Very wet. But um, we did speak about it briefly a few podcasts ago, just in one of the um, snippets. But today, we're going to be talking about it in more depth and firstly, what it is, why we think and why we recommend having a rainy day fund and the benefits of that. Mate, I'll start off, off the bat here. So basically, what is a rainy day fund? A rainy day fund is what's called an amount of your money which can be set aside for expenses which are classified as emergencies such as unexpected weather these are unexpected expenses for example if you broke your arm you would need to go to the hospital i reckon i could carry on i reckon you could too but i would i would go to the hospital that's the right thing but you should go to the hospital but that's an unexpected expense another unexpected expense Job loss, COVID-19 is probably the best example out there, which everyone, a lot of people can relate to. No no one was expecting that. And you've realized now that if you didn't have any funds put aside before the government started giving the job keeper, job seeker, or if you're overseas, whatever your government did, you know, you would have been, you were screwed. You are done for, mate. Mm. So rainy day fund is extremely important to just have a portion set aside for anything that comes from your ass it's true imagine you're going to an important business meeting you walk out the door you're looking good you've got the mow ready it starts raining you've got no umbrella you bug it no good your meeting's gonna go crap that's why you need a rainy day fund all right that makes a lot of sense all right <laughs> hang on let's do another one then mate you're at home it's bushfire week 
the fire starts, how do you put that fire out? You've got no hose. The hose being your rainy day fund. Guess what? Your house is burning down. You're done for. Game over. Boom. That's a lot better. But yes, do agree. They are very good analogies and in stories and, and fantasies, whatever you, you, fantasies. Might, you, whatever oh, you might have. I don't know if they're fantasies, but um, I'll take it. How much money do you think we should set aside for a rainy day fund? Just like each pay slip, are we putting some aside? What is the go? I'm of the view that it's a vary for everyone, by the way, but how long can you go without money? That's the number one question we try to answer with a rainy day fund. So in my scenario, mate, I think that if I exclude uh, rental income or the actual rainy day fund ETC, without any income, I would probably be looking at four to five weeks before I can generate another sustainable income to maintain my lifestyle. I think for a lot of people out there, we're probably more talking, depending on their job industry and their savings amount, we're probably looking at an amount of like one to two months, so between four and eight weeks. If they lose their job, they go out to get another job, they've got two weeks of interviews, two weeks of applying for jobs, and then exactly they can what I was going to talk about. Four weeks probably is the, the general time frame of finding a new job, um, so giving a notice or if something happened, you lost your job. Four weeks, like Zeke said, interviews for two weeks, other two weeks, you know, you're generally getting the job, um, if not, maybe a bit longer. But if you can set aside four weeks of your pay, or your living expenses just into an account. Don't use it, just keep building it up. You know, if something does happen, basically your own insurance, you're looking after yourself. It's one of the most underrated financial decisions, which a lot of people don't actually realize and think about. But if you do this, you know, you're not just looking after yourself, but you're looking after your family as well. And this four weeks is for someone with a professional skill. They've got a degree, ETC. Because uh, they can easily go from their current profession to the same one in a different job. Whereas if you're someone like a younger person, for example, working in hospitality or you're older and you don't have a particular skill set or a defined degree or role or anything like that, then how long could you be waiting then? You'd be waiting three months, four months, five months. So it's really pending on your actual job, your situation, ETC. Yeah. That'll vary pretty drastically. Exactly right. And... The question is, a lot of people have brought this up, where do we create a rainy day fund? The answer is, you know, just make an extra account in your everyday banking, um, whoever you bank with, for example, as everyone knows, I'm with ING. Rainy day, I've just made an extra account called rainy day fund, so I don't get confused. And I just put money in there over time, builds up, accumulates, compounds, and happy days but yeah it's, it's not hard at all and you can actually see your balance build up so it's a no-brainer now guys if you're looking for a rainy day inspiration if you're looking for a rainy day protection inspiration a book that we've encouraged you all to read is the barefoot investor now scott pape the big dog actually lost his house it was burnt down now did he have rainy day protection read the book and find out but basically he's an example of someone who lost it all and a rainy day protection fund could have helped him just shows the importance of having that because he had a young he has a young family when you are figuring out how much money you do want to put into your rainy day fund you do need to factor these funds into your budget or the expenses into your budget so add a line for the funds in your excel spreadsheet or whichever it may be if it's the spreadsheet which we shared with you earlier this year even better Probably the best spreadsheet going around town. Anyway, um, yeah, add a line with you know the funds you are allocating to that, and they'll just help 
your budget really and figure out how much you can spend per month as well and keep you on track to reaching those financial goals. But yeah, just a very short and sharp, you know, rainy day introduction and why it is so beneficial and what it is. But if anyone does have any questions or want to find out more, wants us to help them create a rainy day fund or direct debit, you know, payments and set everything up, give us a uh, give us a DM, shoot us through. Zeke's uh, getting a few DMs at the moment, but that's uh, his personal life. I won't touch on that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, very exciting announcement. In a couple of weeks, we are actually getting one of our. We're actually getting a very big cryptocurrency trader investor. And one of our friends and our guests onto the podcast just because you know at the moment i'm sure everyone is aware the cryptocurrency world is absolutely booming and all the you know, adoptions of everything nfts which are non-fungible tokens you know crypto gaming just everything crypto mine crypto world you know, a lot of people don't actually understand it we're going to jump into that we're going to interview our guest and he's going to help us and help you understand crypto from inside out because we do believe well and truly that you know it is on track to be being the future of of the currency and even if not it's a good opportunity to make a crap ton of money get into it but until then keep budgeting keep investing and, and keep, keep listening, listening.